If you would turn to Ephesians this morning, Ephesians 4, and verse 7, it said, uh, well, verse 8, when Jesus ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Verse 11, he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. What are these apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers? What are they? They're gifts to men. From who? From the Lord. Our ministers are gifts to us from the Lord. Why did he give them to us? Verse 12. For the perfecting of the saints. Do the saints need to be perfected? Oh dear me. (laughs) Would you have to ask? (laughs) Well, what about people that don't believe in going to church? They need need more perfecting than other folks. (laughs) You know, well, I just, just me and God, just me and Jesus. Just me and my Bible, and I like just getting along with the Lord, and I'd rather fellowship with the Lord out in the woods, or in my backyard, or in my bedroom. You can do that all you want to. What's that got to do with you going to church? You can do that all Sunday afternoon. You can do it all Saturday night. No, it's an excuse to be spiritually lazy and rebellious and not grow up. Do you need input to be perfected? Or do you need to receive the anointings that God has put in the church and in the body to help you grow up? I do. You do. We all do. And to think you don't is to be very presumptuous and unteachable. And the result is you will stay undeveloped. You will remain so. And, you know, that flippant attitude of, well, I don't need all of this, is proof positive of how immature you are and ignorant you are. Uh, my father in the faith, uh, Kenneth Hagin, said this all the time. He said, the more you learn, the less you see you know. That's true with anything. You know, I've been flying for, oh, what, 11 plus years now, I guess, which is not long. And... uh Boy, you know, looking back now, I wouldn't hardly ride with myself. <laughs> I was, when I first started, but I didn't know it. I didn't know what I didn't know. I just thought, man, push the power, let's go. Blast off into the wild blue yonder. And man, year after year, and as I've gone to school and I've got other ratings, you learn what you didn't know. And you thought, oh, my Lord. Thank you, Lord, for having mercy on me. <laughs> and you look back to that situation. You didn't have enough sense to realize how close you were to a major problem. Well, it's not just true in flying. It's true in all kind of things, isn't it? Well, same thing is true. He's talking about growing up spiritually. The problem is what you don't know that you don't know. Yes, that's right. Hmm? That's right. 
How many, you know, not just this church, but before this or wherever places and ministries and churches that God brought you to and hooked you up with. And you, as you went along, you begin to see, man, I didn't know that. I didn't see that. I thought I knew that, but that ain't right. Hmm? You know, I, the first 10 years that I was under Brother Hagin's ministry, almost every day I'm going, wow. Wow. Really? Man. Is that right? I didn't have a clue. It's all the stuff you didn't know that you didn't know. And people say, well, what you don't know won't hurt you. (laughs) You can be destroyed for what you don't know. No, no, no. There's a whole lot of people that are just going down the drain in areas of life and they're going, well, I'm doing all I know. Well, a lot of times, honey, that just ain't enough. Doing all you know, but you don't know enough. You don't understand enough. You're thinking wrong. So do the saints need to be perfected? <laughs> Absolutely. What does it mean, perfected? What does that word mean? Well, basically it means to bring to its end, to finish. I think this word is probably one of the best words uh, for our uh, vernacular today, Completion. Completion. And of course, when you're talking about completion, a child is born physically. Well, they, everything's right. They grow, 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 grow until they reach their full height and their full development physically that they're going to develop. They reach the end of their growth. They reach the completion of their development. Well, spiritually, it's that way too. You're born a spiritual baby when you're born again. And you'll see people has been born again uh, three weeks. And you try to tell them something about how to pray. And they get mad and upset. <laughs> try to tell them something about some spiritual thing. Well, I know, I know the Lord. You're a three-week-old. You know hardly anything. Well, I've been born again three years. Well, what do three-year-olds know? <laughs> Not as much. As if you've been developing and growing for 40 years. or And here's the thing that's confusing. Just because, you know, you were born again 40 years ago doesn't mean that you have developed. If you're not fed and you don't exercise spiritually, you can go year after year and not grow at all. And it's confusing when you've got a 56-year-old body you're looking at and it's a two-year-old person spiritually. That's confusing to people. They don't understand that. They think, well, they're 70 years old. You know, they're mature. No, not necessarily. They can be an infant. What about a 50-year-old that got saved last week? Well, you're a newborn babe. But the Bible said, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may what? That you may what? Is it God's will that we be growing every day of our life, every week we be growing, 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 developing unto perfection? Now, perfection doesn't mean flawlessness without flaw. No, no. What does it mean? Complete. Complete development. Well, what would you be like if you were completely developed? Keep reading. He said he gave us these gifts for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, 
Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. What kind of man? Fully developed. Completely developed. We might say mature. Spiritually developed. He said, a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. What would you look like and sound like when you're fully developed? The master. He is the perfect example of the perfect man. And yet, you've got millions of Christians that act like it's blasphemy to even compare yourself with the Lord. Don't they? I had a fellow one time try to take me to test. He said, well, you're just trying to act just like Jesus. I said, I thought that was the idea. I thought that was the plan. But see, people think, they think, oh, oh, what are you trying to be like? Who are you trying to act like? Jesus is our example. We're supposed to grow up and be just like him. Is it true? It's true. Hold your place right here and go to Luke 6. Hold your place in Ephesians 4. Go to Luke 6, please. Can you be like Jesus? Can you be much more like Jesus next year than you are right now? Can you? Is it possible? Should you be? If you're not, something's wrong. Take a child. You know, they're a 10-year-old, and they look like they're a 3-year-old. Something's wrong. That's wrong. They're supposed to be developing. They're supposed to be growing. Well, you expect more of a 10-year-old than you do a 2-year-old. You expect more of a 15 and a 20-year-old than you do a 5-year-old. Don't you? But see, we, we've got whole... <laughs> Church after church after church, where the ministry gifts and the leaders expect nothing of the people, except maybe if they would come and attend and give. Come, attend, give. And we will do the work of the ministry. Impossible. I said impossible. And so you, you've got whole, you know, scores and of, of hundreds of thousands of Christians that would get indignant if you act like they ought to do something besides come and sit in a chair. They're like, what do you want me to do? Well, it's not what I want you to do. What did the Lord tell us to do? Well, I got a family and I got a job and you'll just be glad that I come to church. You're not just coming for me. This shouldn't just be between me and you. Are you ministering? This is between you and your God. Right? Right? Everybody. Every man and woman in the body of Christ has a call on their life. Every man and woman has grace and ability in them to help advance the kingdom of God. And precious few of them are using it. Or doing anything with it. And one of the reasons why is because they haven't grown up. You take an athlete, professional athlete, that has tremendous physical ability. 
They didn't have that ability when they were two. Are y'all with me? They had to grow up from two to 20 to get that kind of ability. People who are brilliant in their mind and they invent things and, and they're eloquent with their speech. They weren't that way when they were three. What if they had remained three for their whole life? You would have never seen these physical exploits, these records broken. You would have never seen these books written or these things invented. You would have never seen it if they hadn't have grown up. Well, where we're seeing spiritual exploits, where we're seeing things received, the work of God done, the kingdom of God advanced, things, what do we see? Somebody has grown up a little bit. Oh, can you see it now? Somebody has grown up a little bit. And they're beginning to grow into the abilities that God's put in them. They're beginning to show up. They're beginning to function. You have to mature to see the full expression and manifestation of your gifts. That was worth you getting out of bed and coming this morning. Just just that one thought right there. Well, what if you got the whole body... Growing up and operating in their full abilities. (laughs) Then you are going to see the work of the ministry done. You're going to see the whole body of Christ built up to completion. And this thing's going to be finished. And Jesus is going to come back. And fill us with his glory. Can you say amen? But can you see why the devil is really interested in keeping Christians babies? Because in a babyhood state, you'll never see the potential of those gifts and abilities in them. You won't see it. Now, uh, in, in Luke 6, what should we have our faith on that we are growing up to be like? Hmm? Is it possible? Can we... Think like him. Act like him. Talk like him. Yes, we can. Do you understand most Christians don't believe this? Most Christians do not believe this. They act indignant if you try to act like, well, I'm not Jesus. I'm just, I'm just a human. I'm just a man. And we all make mistakes. And I'm just an old sinner. Saved by grace. And we all sin all the time. And I'm just doing the best I can. No. 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 You were an old sinner. And you got saved by grace. Now you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. And you're made like unto him. Now you're a baby. So you're not able to do everything that he's doing when you're first born again. Oh, but if you grow, if you grow, if you grow, then more and more you'll be looking like Jesus and sounding like Jesus and acting like Jesus and doing things like Jesus did. The guys that traveled with Jesus for just three or four years. Remember them? Just three or four years. After he was raised from the dead, 
They're having miracles in their ministry. They're having signs and wonders. And the local authorities took note of them and said, they've been with Jesus. Why? Because they're acting like him. They're doing what he did. And that's us. I said, that's us. And Tegala Nansdi, Eshdifini Mangadi Funumbarats, it Fanendi, Esningadich, Engala Oxnet. And I'm raising up out of this church. People are being trained, have been trained, and are being trained right now, and you'll soon receive assignments to do the work of the ministry. Pay attention, hear well. Put into practice. Take advantage of every opportunity for your training is very important. And it will soon be complete. And you don't want to look back and go, I wish I would paid more attention. I wish I had focused better. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. How many understand we're soldiers in the army of the Lord? Hmm? When you're a soldier... You're not in training forever. You're trained and then what? You're sent. You're sent on an assignment. God is giving us and about to give us assignments. He's been training us now for four years. Hmm? And do you see how so many people think, they, they got no concept of this. They're like, oh, we go to church. Maybe you'll hear us a good message. Praise the Lord. And have no intention of doing anything with it. Let's just go home and eat and take a nap. No. Jesus is coming soon. The kingdom of God must be advanced. The work of God must be done. Right? And it's not just by preachers. All of us have a call. All of us have a place. But all of us must be trained. All of us must be taught. We must grow up and develop so we're at the place we can operate in these graces and gifts and abilities. Can you say hallelujah? Amen. I'm being trained. What happens after you get trained? Assignments. Assignments. (laughs) And you know, the guys in the military. So many times they're thinking, I'm ready, I'm ready, send me, I'm ready. And then you get out there and bullets are whizzing around your head and you go, wow, I wish I could have stayed in training a little bit longer. (laughs) Number of things that Phyllis and I thought, you know, we're ready for this, we're ready for this. And then it went years before we got into it. But as soon as we got into it, we thought, wow, we wasn't ready. (laughs) We thought we were ready. And it's been our experience that as soon, as soon as you are ready, God puts you into it. People think they're waiting on him. And it's not so. How many understand you don't give a five-year-old a grenade launcher and send him into battle? You go, go get him, boy. He's not ready. Well, we have whole churches where 95% of the people are two and three and four and five-year-olds. But in these days, in these days, God has to have more than that. He has to have more than that to get the job done. And in these days, churches are growing up quickly. Churches 
Talk about the people in the churches are growing up and they're developing and they're no longer content to just sit and be babies and have somebody wait on them hand and foot the rest of their life. Say it out loud, I'm growing up. I'm reaching my potential. I'll be able, enabled, and able to do my assignment. Hallelujah. It would behoove us to do extra and much praying in the Spirit about these things that we're thinking about this morning. You know, get off by yourself and turn the TV off and turn the noise off and get quiet for a whole afternoon just by yourself and pray and say, Holy Ghost, help me to pray about my training and about my assignment and about your call on our life. Don't try to glamorize it. Don't try to, you know, God's going to use you to single-handedly win the whole world. No, he's not. No, he's not. And don't tell your children stuff like that. There's so many kids that have got a call on their life, but their parents are messing them up by telling them every day how special they are and how God's going to virtually use them single-handedly to win the world. One of the biggest enemies that destroys ministries, many of them before they ever start, is pride. Pride. And you can feed that child's pride. Oh, you're special. You know, you're, you're different from everybody else. Not really. No. You've got a call on your life. All of us got a call on our life. Did you hear me? God's going to do great things with you. He wants to do great things with all of us. Did you hear me? This kind of stuff can hurt a child. Because one of the biggest hindrances is you believing that you're something in and of yourself. Y'all got too quiet on this one. I've seen it. I have had people bring me, you know, Brother Keith, would you lay hands on my boy? You know, he's been prophesied over all these different things, and he's going to have a ministry greater than the Apostle Paul. And as they go on and talking, I'm looking at the child and feeling sorry for him. I'm thinking, oh, God, you're messing this child up. And the thing is, sometimes it is true. God's hand is on them. But they can be ruined before they ever hit 16. Think about Jesus' mother. When, uh, who was it? Annas and Simeon said all these things over Jesus and some other things came out. What did it do? She pondered these things in her heart. Didn't mean she told him every day how special he was and how amazing he was and how God was going to use him or her to single-handedly win the world. Some folks need to hear this. You need to take it to heed, take it to heart now, right? One of the first things the Lord ever dealt with me, ever dealt with me about, I was reading as a teenager, first time I read the Bible through, and I was reading, and I got two uh, numbers, and it said, now the man, Moses, was meek above all the men on the face of the earth, and when I read that, the Lord spoke to me. I don't mean to heard an audible voice, but inside me, I remember it to this day. He said, Keith, did you notice Moses was the meekest, the most humble man in his generation? I thought, yeah, I see that. He said, do you also realize he was the most used man of me in his generation? And that etched my spirit. And I began a quest from that day forward to learn what pride is and what humility is. Yeah. 
Because the degree of your humility determines the limitations of your usefulness to God. I said the degree of your humility. Not how much you know, not how much scripture you can quote, not how much you pray. Did you hear me? Not even the call of God on your life, the anointing on your life. You can ruin all that with pride. You do not need people telling you every day how amazing and how wonderful you are and how better you are than other people. It will ruin you if you listen to it and heed it. And then in the first several years into the ministry, in the healing ministry, I began to get hungrier and hungrier for the anointing and healing. And I studied people in, in the so-called healing revival, people that were mightily used of God. And I saw person after person, man after man and woman after woman that got off, that died young, that got judged. And as I studied their lives, I realized these people have seen more miracles than most people have ever seen. They've known more about God. And I begin to realize if they weren't able to keep from getting off. And they, I realize they know far more than I have a clue about knowing about God. How am I going to keep from getting off? How am I going to keep from messing up? It began to weigh heavy on my heart. And I remember one day I just came into the speaker's room and fell on the floor. And I'm praying and I'm praying. I said, God, help me with this. Show me this. And this is what he said to me. He said, every one of those you brought up to me, he said, I tried to warn them. I tried to teach them. They wouldn't listen. He said, your humility is your protection from deception. If you'll keep your heart right before me and stay humble and stay teachable, even if you get off, I'll get you back on. If you'll listen. If you'll receive. If you'll be taught. If you'll be correctable. And how many understand that is a characteristic of a mature person? A mature one who will be open and who will listen and who will be taught and who will be corrected. But you see a lot of times when people are young and inexperienced, they think they know so much. And they think they know more than their parents. And rebellious and going to do their own thing. And that's when people get destroyed and hurt sometimes in ways that they can't recover fully from. You can also, this will help you to judge prophecy. Prophecies that make much of personalities are wrong. They're fleshly. People prophesying over each other. Oh, you're going to be the greatest thing, and you're going to do more than this one, and more than that one, and nobody's going to be above you, and it's all you, you, how great you are, how big you are. Don't believe it. I said, don't believe it. Don't listen to it. No. Do you see that in the scripture like that? No. No. When the Spirit of God manifests, it glorifies Jesus. It doesn't exalt flesh. To be used of God in any capacity is in and of itself the greatest honor. But this talk about you being bigger than somebody else, better than somebody else, flesh. Flesh, it feeds pride. It's wrong. Don't heed it. Don't listen to it. The Spirit of God, when He manifests, He glorifies Jesus. He magnifies Jesus. Glorifies God. And that's one reason why some so-called prayer meetings, but they're really prophesying meetings, are so popular. 
Because it feeds people's soul and their pride. And really, that's why they dress up and go. It's because they're hoping somebody's going to call me out and tell me how amazing and wonderful I am. And people do it and do it and do it. And it's just a bunch of junk. And they think they're so spiritual. And they're just full of pride. Well, we're having fun this morning now. Tell me what determines the limits of how much you'll be used of God. Your humility. Humility. Humility is reality. You know what's God and what's you. You know the difference. And you know without him, you're nothing. Without him, you can do nothing. Right? But thank God you're not without him. He's in you. But if it's him in you, do you understand Jesus never took credit personally for one message that he ever taught or spoke? He never personally took credit for one healing or for one miracle or for one deliverance or for one sign and wonder. Jesus never took personal credit for one of them. What did he say? He said, the father, the father in me. He's the one who does the works. My doctrine's not my own. I just say what I hear him say. I just do what I see him do. Reality. And nobody is above the master. Now you might think we've digressed, but when you grow up, how will you be? Just like the master. And you won't be talking about yourself all the time. Everything you know and everything you see and everything you can do and everything you perceive and and your great call and how much God is using you and you, you, you. It's no wonder so many people are nauseated. <laughs> There's just way, way, way too much you and not enough him. Luke 6, are you there? <laughs> Luke 6.40. What does it say? The disciple is not above his master, but, but everyone, would that include you and me? Everyone that is perfect shall be as his master. I think a lot of people read this and they see that word perfect and they go, wow, well, nobody's perfect. You ever heard that one? Nobody, nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Nobody. Well, that ain't true. That's not true. And when they say that, they're thinking about uh, flawless. It's not what the word means. What they're saying, according to the Bible meaning, is nobody is developed. Nobody's developed. And without saying it, they're implying it. Nobody can be. Nobody's developed like Jesus. And nobody ever could be developed like Jesus. And don't you dare say it or think that you can be. Because you're just you. And he's Jesus. Well, how about what Jesus said? Jesus said, you're not going to be above me. Hmm? You're not going to go above me. (laughs) I never thought I was. (laughs) How about you? uh? (laughs) For him to even say that should enlighten us. Hmm? Yes. 
For Jesus to look at you and go, well, now you're not going to develop beyond me. For him to look at you and go, you're not going to develop beyond me. We should go, okay. But if you'll stay with it and be completely developed, you'll be like me. You'll be like me. Glory to God. You mean we would have a prayer life, a fellowship and communion on this earth with the Father like Jesus had? You mean we'd walk in faith and dominion over the elements and the devil and demons and disease like Jesus did? You mean we'd have wisdom and light and know what to do in every situation? And minister love and compassion and flow in the spirit like him? Yes. Yes. It is the call of God to your spirit. Do you hear it? Do you feel it? That's what Paul's talking about. He said, forgetting everything is behind. I'm, forget all that. I am reaching toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What is the bullseye? What is the mark? What is the mark of perfection? It's being just like Jesus. Just like Him. Just like Him. And do not look at it like some impossible, unavailable pie in the sky. No, it's within your and my reach. It's what we were destined to be. We're called to be. The Bible said, 1 John 2, 6, He that says he lives or abides in him ought himself also so to walk even as he walked. If you say you're in Jesus, you ought to walk like him. Even as, just like him. Well, I I didn't walk just like Jesus today. Well, repent and forget those things that are behind. And reach toward the mark. And be thankful that you got more time. And more opportunity. To develop. And to keep growing. And to keep reaching. But don't make excuses for not being like Jesus. Don't make excuses for it. Because now here is a sobering thought. He is the standard by which we will be judged. I'm not going to be judged by you. Or by what you are or have done. You're not going to be held beside me. As to whether you did good or bad. We're not going to be judged by each other's thoughts or standards. We are going to be judged by him. I'm not talking about you sitting in front of Jesus and him judging. I'm talking about you being held beside him as to how well you did in this life. He is the standard. And God is fair. We wouldn't be judged by that standard if we were incapable of reaching it. Oh, do you see this? Now, that's a whole other teaching. I'm not going to get into that. Study your scripture. Study it. Don't take my word for it. But don't be depressed about it. Be excited that you can be like him. But don't waste another 20 years of your life just warming a seat and doing nothing. Begin believing today. And saying out loud, I'm growing up. I'm growing up. I think like Jesus. I believe like Jesus. I talk like Jesus. I react like Jesus. I pray like Jesus. 
I'm growing up. I'm growing up. And if you don't look and act just like him today, well, you can grow some more tomorrow. And grow some more the next day. See, the call, when Jesus is talking to them about the Father, and they said, Lord, show us the Father, and we'll be satisfied. What did he say to them? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Now, that doesn't mean he is the Father. No. Many other scriptures show that. But what does that mean? He is the express image and likeness of the Father. Everything you heard him say, that's what the Father says. Everything you saw him do, that's what the Father does. What's our call? Be like him. Exact same thing. We want to see Jesus. Show us Jesus. And it should be if you've seen you. Oh, come on. If they've seen you, if they've seen me, they know something about him. Glory to God. And we are the light. Aren't we? We are the light. And it is our witness. People being around us and seeing us ought to make them want to come to church. Ought to make them want to come and find out about the life we live. Ought to make them want to come get in the Bible. Ought to make them want to come find more about Jesus. Because they saw something about him in us. And when they saw it, they loved it. They thought, oh man. And if they don't know anything, they may think, you're great. You're great. And your life is great. You're great. You think, you think I'm great? You ought to meet my master. Anything you like about me, it's from him. But there ought to be something they see in you of him. And the more we mature, the more we develop, the more it'll be that way. Hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.